It's time for The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, August 31st, 2016, the last day of the month. We have 17 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have south winds, 10 to 15 knots, gusting to 20 later on in the day. And uh, we have showers likely today, and this morning it is already raining. And today we're going to continue my interview with commercial fisherman John Corbin. Today we're going to talk about lost fishing gear. But first, a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. We have five inbounders, five in the Astoria Anchorage, and seven outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Left Koniko. She is a bulk carrier arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She is uh, going upriver eventually to pick up wheat. It's that time of year, harvest time, and she'll arrive in Astoria's Anchorage around 6.30 a.m. The Eastern Asia is next inbound. She's a a bulker headed for Longview to uh, pick up logs. She'll pass Astoria around uh, 8.30 a.m., and you might see her in Longview maybe by around noontime. The Maritime Rosemary is arriving from Honolulu, Hawaii. She's headed for Portland. She's a petroleum tanker. She'll pass Astoria around 11.30 a.m. and arrive in Portland around 5.30 p.m. The Luzon Strait is arriving from China, headed for Portland, um, she could have dry cement on board. She'll pass Astoria around 1.30 p.m. and arrive in the Portland area around 7.30 p.m. The Soldoy is was on the schedule earlier this week but she to arrive, but she is finally arriving today from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Vancouver, Washington, and she'll be picking up bentonite clay there at the Port of Vancouver. She'll pass Astoria around 5.30 p.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 11.30 p.m. The, uh, the, in the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Santa Barbara. She's headed for Longview today from the Anchorage to pick up wheat. She'll be departing around 3.30 p.m., and you might see her in Longview by about 7 p.m. That leaves the Alpha Harmony, the Sea Tribute, the Lentikia, and the F.D. Vittoria Raiola awaiting orders in the Astoria Anchorage. In our outbounders, the ships that are heading downriver and out to sea, we have the ATB Dublin Sea Articulated Tug and Barge Rig. She is uh, leaving Portland with petroleum in her barge. She'll be leaving around 1 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 7 a.m. The Aegea Irene is leaving Kalama. She is a bulk carrier with wheat on board, leaving around 7 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around noontime. The David B. is leaving Vancouver petroleum tanker. She's um, departing around 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. A ship called the Wonderful SW is next on the outbound schedule, leaving Longview with pet coke on board. She is departing around 3 p.m., maybe passing Astoria outbound around 6.30 this evening. The Glovis Spring is heading out of Portland. She's a car carrier with brand new Hyundais on board. She'll be leaving around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11 p.m. The Shanking is a bulker leaving Vancouver with steel on board. She's leaving around 7 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 1 a.m. on Thursday. And the Georgitsi is leaving Longview with wheat on board. She's departing around 8 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11.30 p.m. In our marine weather forecast, let's see what's happening on the Columbia River Bar today at the very mouth of the river. Combined seas 3 feet through tonight. Seas will temporarily build to 6 feet during those max ebb current times I'm always talking about, where the ebb is very, very strong during those times. It's in the forecast to warn you, essentially, to stay away, at least to understand what the conditions are out there. So seas will be building to 6 feet uh, around these times, 4.45 a.m. today and around 5.15 today. Um... The current gets very strong, the waves get big, they get unpredictable, and uh, it is a time to be, to be well, to not be on the Columbia River Bar unless you happen to be, oh, I don't know, a bar pilot or the Coast Guard. 
Overall, in our marine weather forecast, we have, in addition to those 20-knot gusts later on, the wind will shift from the south around to, to the southwest later in the day and uh, decrease a bit to 5 to 10 knots in the afternoon. Wind waves from the south, 2 feet at 4 seconds apart. West swells 3 feet at 8 seconds. So you have a chance of confused seas out there when the wind waves are coming from one direction and the swells from another. And we have that chance of rain before sunrise. Showers are likely today. Well, I want to share with you more of my interview with commercial fisherman John Corbin. We've been talking about the Dungeness crab fishery here in the Pacific Northwest. Today, I'd like to share what inspired this interview to begin with, which was a question about lost crabbing gear and its effect on marine life. I had reported on the ship report earlier this season about a blue whale that was spotted off the coast of California. It was tangled in fishing gear. It was a heartbreaking story because rescuers in boats tried to get close to the whale and free it from the gear, and the whale was frightened, and it dove and disappeared, and they were unable to help it. So I found this a, a very touching and uh, um, disturbing story. And when I talked about this on the ship report, I got some feedback on that story from Scott McMullen at thinking in terms of the commercial fishing industry because he is a commercial fisherman and head of the Oregon Fishermen's Cable Committee. He took exception to some of what I said because the story implied that massive amounts of gear were being abandoned overboard by West Coast fishermen. So from that discussion about this that Scott and I had, the idea for this interview was born. And today I'll talk with John Corbin about lost fishing gear. I understand that something can just swim along and get tangled, and it's not like you're trying to kill anything. But right. is there a are you are, do people how much gear is lost? I guess that's one question. To start. Well, that's that's uh, that's a variable mm. uh, every year, like anything else. You know, you have you have some years when uh, you might lose a bunch. I can go back to what I just talked about in in uh, the big storm of 2007 in December. There was a lot of gear lost. That storm, we had up to 67-foot swells uh, recorded by the buoys out here and the strong currents. Um, and a lot of gear got shifted around and moved. But as as an industry, the, the boats all worked together. We were on the radio, and when you'd come across a, um, a, a buoy you recognize, you gave the GPS reading to the guy that owned it, and he gave you once he saw and back and forth and we managed to get most of that gear back up and running again um, you know when when a uh, a ship or a towboat or whatever gets outside the lanes and runs through our gear we can suffer a little bit of loss there uh, when when um, uh, big kelp patties I remember one year I set my gear out and when we came back there was big gobs of kelp all over everywhere and they just get a hold of a set of buoys and they just run away with them and uh, I managed to get almost every one of those pots back but I lost like 80 of them in in overnight and um, with the help of the rest of the fleet I got most all of those back again so I mean things can vary we we don't like losing gear uh, yeah. it's expensive like I said our crab pots are $300 a piece uh, that can really give you a hit on your bottom line at the end of the year. So nobody's trying to lose any gear, but when you put your gear out there and it's out there for months at a time, you're subject to the elements. And it's the nature of that fishery where um, when you're a shrimp fisherman or a dragger or whatever, you carry your gear on board the boat. Your net is out behind the boat and you reel it up and then you, when you come to town, it's with you. 
However, uh, those guys can lose nets as well. They can snag on the bottom or something happen, and they don't want to lose them, and they'll make every effort to try and get that gear back. And that was commercial fisherman John Corbin talking about lost crabbing and fishing gear in the Pacific Northwest. The expense of lost gear is significant, so local fishermen do all they can to recover it. We'll talk more tomorrow about this topic. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.